Ah, the air is clear, the stars are shining, and I'm just in the mood for Currents by Tame Impala. From what I hear, this artist vibe was very pop in the 21st century. We interrupt this scheduled broadcast for a breaking news update from the Sticky Buttons podcast. Yo, what is up? This is Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is the Sticky Buttons podcast. We're coming at you with 25th episode. The 25th episode. And we're just a pretty chill video game podcast, and we talk about the games we love. And today, we're talking about quite a few games that we love. So, Brandon, what have you been playing, man? My favorite question. <laughs> I've been we playing... ask it quite a bit. <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is... Oh man, I'm really, really enjoying this game. I'm at this part now where I've, I've kind of gotten to this village and there's like different features that I'm I'm discovering and just finding out that there are different things to do than just this story, which is a great story. Not You're getting I, like a side quest or is it like different than that? Yeah, no, totally side quest and just exploring the city in and of itself speaking to villagers. It's really cool that they still found time to make the game outside of just the main story because the main story is so well developed and you can tell it's it's really well made so it's just it's a surprising game and and i'm excited to keep playing and finding new facets of because i'm sure that there are more yeah definitely so you're so just so like if you're listening and you're not sure which game he's playing brandon's playing the final fantasy 7 remake the part one part one yeah 2021 and you got that for free with your playstation plus subscription that is correct yeah so if you want to check that out and you have playstation plus you totally can yeah dude that sounds awesome man i've actually i watched like a like a little short youtube video of like some gameplay of that and i was just like wow that actually looks like really intense like that looks looks really fun and i'm just kind of jealous man because feel like i've just been missing out by not having a playstation for so long and now i want one yep it's hard to get your hands on we know why yeah dude i okay now that we're on this playstation 5 thing i gotta google something really quick okay so i couldn't find exactly what i was looking for but basically brandon i'm gonna tell you take a guess at how many playstation 5s have been sold since release two 0.2 million. All right. So for a benchmark, just so you know, I'm going to share the, the PlayStation 4. So PlayStation 4, there were more than 114 million units out there. And now there's there have been 4.5 million PlayStation 5 sold, which is about a tenth as many as the PlayStation 4. So I guess that like, if you're thinking about it, if everybody that has like, a PlayStation 4, like one out of 10 should have a PlayStation 5. But I feel like I don't really see that. Do you see that at all? I see that. I definitely see that. Okay. I see a lot of people that have PS5s that I'm just like, I don't know how you got one, but you got one. Damn. I was going to say, I feel like that's just like so many that I'm, I was just, just like thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder what's going to happen if scalpers have like so much stock that they're, it exceed like I, I'm just curious for it to like see if it will exceed like a, another major console and like do you know what I'm trying to say and then like we still couldn't get our hands on it and then to see like like what if scalpers have like this huge stock of them at the end of all this I know we've kind of already talked about this but I feel like I'm just starting to wonder if scalpers are like if they continue to to be successful at it that they're gonna have this huge stock and that we're not going to, like, and we're still not going to be able to get one. And I'm just wondering what's going to happen then. So you're thinking, will it ever end? Like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that's kind of, yeah. Because there's also, like, like, because scalpers, they also do shoes. They also, like, I feel like maybe this is, like, we've opened the gates. Like, maybe Pandora's box has been opened. Because, like, there are people that can't buy graphics cards anymore. Like, uh, scalpers are scalping Pokemon cards now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, sad it's, but 
it's nuts, man. It's it really is nuts, but it's it's competition at the end of the day. You know, they figured out a way to get their hands on a product before everybody else, and they're going to charge a premium for it. And it's I think ultimately up to the producers, you know, the companies to decide whether or not they want to end this behavior or, you know, whether or not they want to allow it or, or if they want to work with it and make, you know, profit off of it. Yeah. I kind of wonder if that's the, I kind of wonder if they're going to lean towards the lather and like try and like work with them and like, not like directly, but like, let's say like next PlayStation, they're like, Hey, people were paying 700 bucks for a PlayStation. Let's just charge that out of the gate. I don't know, man. I'd be curious to see what's next with all this. We talked about scalpers enough. <laughs> we talked about it a lot on this pod, but I just like I just think it's interesting. I I just think it's interesting. Like, is this gonna start to happen with like anything like iPhones? I mean, probably not iPhones actually, because you you buy those from like a like a seller. No. Yeah. You like buy those from a carrier or Apple carrier. themselves. And yeah. Apple wouldn't allow that behavior. But I guess like maybe like what if like Apple mouses or something like that? Like maybe like the MacBooks? I don't know. I'm just curious to see what happens with all this. Because I think enough people have made a profit on PlayStation 5s that this might become like a mainstream thing. Um, I'm just thinking like what other kind of like pro like like what product is it going to be that's going to like take the scalpers from like the doing it for the PlayStation 5 to like something that like everybody, like not like just gamers, but like the general population. I see what you're getting at. Like where, where is it going to get too far? And like scalping is just like too predatory too, you know, it just messes with the economy too much. And, and it's, it's definitely bound to happen. I mean, there's going to be something that, people are going to want to get their hands on at, you know, specific price and they're not going to want to pay a premium for it. And scalpers are not going to want to sell it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm, I'm just, I'm more interested to see what the future holds for this than anything else. But anyways, man, the scalpers, man, they're, they're cutting deep and they're cutting very precisely with their bots. You can't, I mean, Pokemon cards are taking it too far taking it too far guys i'm trying to get my hands on these sneakers and you know honestly i have no hope because i know scalpers are going to bot them all what kind of sneakers are you going for some air jordan fours that this company called the union design and yeah that's cool i actually i follow the shoe designer on instagram and he makes these like really cool shoes and they kind of have like an 80s kind of vibe, but it's also like more like futuristic and like kind of like the now, like the colors are like a little bit 80, but like it's also like very much like not dated at all. And it's very raw. I don't have to send them to you. And the thing it's called like rare earth metal. I think that's what he's calling the shoe, but I like, I can't get my hands on them because they're like, it's like a limited production, you know? Yeah. It's a rare earth metal. It's rare earth metals. Yeah, dude. Honestly, rare earth metals are crazy. They're in like everything, man. Are they in TVs? Do you know? I know they're in my MacBook. Yeah, they're in TVs too. They're in everything, man. I was thinking about this today. I like got up from work and I like went to do some, I think I like went to grab something from my fridge or something. And I came back and I was like, holy crap, man. Because I have like, <laughs> I have my laptop and then I have it hooked up to a second monitor and then I have like my phone and I have it like on a stand in my room so I can like kind of see it as I'm like working. I don't have to like pull it out or anything. Yeah. And like an Apple watch. And I was like, that's, too, that's <laughs> like too many screens. I was like, I had like a moment where I was like, damn, that's like five, five screens. Like if you include my TV that are in my room. They got gotcha. you. Actually, that's six because I have a personal laptop too. I'm they got gotcha. you. I'm man. My eyes are going to be fried. I got to wear the blue light glasses till I die, man. <laughs> are those just blue light glasses? Yeah, these are blue light glasses. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, we. Dude, no, like, I'm serious, man. I I straight up have never had, like, I mean, like, I've had headaches when I'm sick and stuff. But, like, I'm, like, obviously, like, every now and then, like, I'd play video games on the weekend and I'd get, like, headaches. 
But like as an adult, when I was like sitting in front of my computer for eight hours a day, I was getting headaches like three, four times a week. And then I switched to the blue light glasses. I don't get them. It makes a huge difference. Like I swear, man, I swear by them now. But anyways, dude, <laughs> I feel like we haven't talked about much video games. <laughs> no, yeah. I also picked up some Call of Duty. I was just getting some multiplayer in. Oh yeah, we played uh, some. We played some zombies this week. We played some zombies. I'm trying to unlock this machete. Wait, are you trying to do the machete or the sword? The machete. Dude, I want the sword, man. What do you have to do for the machete? You have to backstab people in 15 different matches. That's not bad. How many do you just have to get one backstab? Yeah, one every match. That's not bad. For the sword, I'm pretty sure you have to get. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have to get three assassinations with a knife equipped in your like second class in 15 different matches. Damn. So like you have to get three assassinations in a match. Yeah, but you have to do it when you have a class with the knife equipped. Okay, I mean so, that's pretty I mean, rough. That's yeah, pretty rough. That is rough. I've thought about like trying to grind for it. And then I'm like, I feel like that's just not going to be fun. I feel like I'm going to get in it and I'm just going to like circle around trying to get an assassination. And then just like, I feel like I'm just going to get blocked. You know, I think it's like sometimes those challenges are like, they're really not that hard, but I feel like that would take up a lot of time. I would really only use it in zombies too. Like I think the sword would be fun to use in zombies. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about using it for, especially because I saw someone had it in their kill cam. And it was uh, the zombies, I think, when you get everything gold in zombies. Do you know what that's called? The viper, golden viper, I think, skin. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. The dark aether. Yeah, there you go. The dark aether skin on it. And it looks so clean. And it kind of made me think about getting gold on everything in zombies. Um, just because I think that would be an interesting challenge. So, yeah, that's too much zombies, man. I have golded one thing in zombies. And I'm, I'm close to gold in a second. I actually like went for it a bit. That's a lot of time in zombies, man. That's probably like a full week, full week worth of playtime. Cause you have to get like, I think it's like each one has a skin that's like, you need to get like 25,000 kills with like pack punched. Damn. Maybe, I mean, that might just be the assault rifles. They might have different things for the like submachine guns and stuff like that. But I think you need to get like, and especially like it, like if you like one good match where you like go to round 35, like that's like a couple hours. So I don't know, man, but if you want to run some zombies, let me know. I'll hop in, see if I can get a, another, another one of mine up to the golden viper. But. Yeah, we should definitely, should definitely do that. What's up with it after the pod? Yeah, man, I'd be down, dude. I also, man, I feel like we got to hop on apex. I recently heard that you would really only know this if you listen to our first episode. And if you listen to our first episode, thank you. Because <laughs> my own is a little rough. But <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we are both huge fans of Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Yeah. And I don't know if you, you might not have known this, Brandon, because I just found out about this like yesterday. Actually, I sent you the, I sent you the tweet. And basically, Respawn Entertainment tweeted the tweet about next season, and they're going to try and put more Titanfall lore into Apex Legends. Interesting. So I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm just like so excited about that. And like, I love Titanfall too. So I actually was just playing it before we hopped on, and they have some really cool new maps. And I haven't played it in like, they're just on season eight, and I haven't played it since season four. So, I actually, at this point, there are more characters unlocked for me than I have unlocked. So I'm, I'm really excited, man. I think that we might have to, to take a pause from, from COD and hop on some Apex. I'll see if I can download it. Do you have space on your Xbox? On my PlayStation, I'm really low on space. What about your Xbox? I think I, I should have some space on my Xbox. But wouldn't I need Xbox Live to play? Oh, yeah, you would. Yeah. You can't do crossplay. You can do crossplay. I think I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on that. But you know what? You can play that. Also came out recently. That maybe we should try and talk about next episode. 
It's Pac-Man 99. Have you heard about that? No. We got some, there's some, like some news things have happened. So Nintendo, they took out Mario 35 and now they have, or was it Mario 99? No, they took out Tetris 99. I don't know. But basically there's this like, if you want to play Pac-Man, basically you can play Pac-Man for free on the Switch. If you have, if you pay for Nintendo's live service, you can go in there and download this new thing called Pac-Man 99. And it's basically just Pac-Man, but it's kind of like, they're trying to do it as like a battle royale, which I don't know if that's working, but like basically like, like every time I died, I died from playing Pac-Man instead of like outside interference. So we should definitely check that out. You dear listeners should check that out. It's a free game if you have, like if you have a Switch and pay for Nintendo online. I'm definitely going to, I mean, I played it like a little bit, so we should check it out and we'll probably talk about it on the next pod. Yeah. So, sounds, sounds good. I guess we got some homework. <laughs> I brought that in out of the blue, but <laughs> we should check that out. Sounds fun. I have some good memories of, of Pac-Man and just playing on like an actual arcade and playing on like the DS and stuff. And so it's one of like, most original video games. When I think of video games, Pac-Man is like one of the first to come to mind. Yeah, dude, definitely. Actually, one of the first art things that we made for this podcast was Pac-Man inspired. Oh yeah. I think that may, may have been like our first Instagram post or something. Yeah, dude, on that note, have you actually played like Pac-Man on an arcade? Yeah. Where did you do that at? The museum of the museum here in queens i think it's the museum of moving image they were having an exhibit of like arcade old arcade games and you could just like they had like the original games and you could play pac-man that sounds so rad donkey kong like set a bunch yeah it was fun the museum of moving art moving image moving image dude i need to get out to queens man i gotta get out to queens for a lot of reasons but that sounds really cool, man. Wow, that looks rad. So, dude, is it like a, like, does it kind of just like a, you didn't have to pay for like the arcades, you could kind of just like play them? Or did um, you have no, to pay? There was like a coin system. You better buy coins. And, oh, you had to like buy the coin, kind of like, like a Chuck E. Cheese or something? Yeah. Do they have Chuck E. Cheese's in New York? I think they all went out of business. Man, I used to love Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. Definitely had a birthday party there at Me least too. once. Me too. Chuck E. Cheese was the spot, man. Dude, he was lit. Look at that smell on your face. You know you <laughs> love Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. <laughs> I love Chuck E. Cheese, man. I really did, man. I mean, I'm cheesing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm cheesing. God damn it. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, dude. That was fun. I actually, I had a lot of fun with that as a kid. Just because, like, me and my dad would, like, go around and play the, the arcade games and stuff. That was a lot of fun, man. But anyways, on the arcades, I think the only time that I played it at like an arcade, I played the Mrs. Pac-Man and it was like at a, at the pizza spot in my hometown, Milano's shout out to Milano's. That's awesome. That a pizza spot would have like an arcade like that. I think that's so like genuine. Yeah, that was definitely like, I think it was like an original one too. Like it was, yeah, it was definitely like one of the original ones because then like there's another pizza spot that opened up in the town and they had like the they had it like on the tables and it was just like you could like pay for it and then like the joystick was like on the table like have you seen those like tabletops where like you look down and see it do you know what i'm talking about no i'm not familiar basically like i think that i don't know if like i don't know who owns pac-man or like how they do it who whoever does it there's like tables and it's like a glass tabletop and basically it's like a t- it's like a coffee table but it has like the the buttons and the joysticks so you can play as pac-man and like there's okay. normally they have like a couple other games but it's like you just like look down on it it's like a glass tabletop but those are like i actually they might even be like emulators man like restaurants and stuff they had those but it was just not the same as the og but then man when i went to college there were bars at my college town and they had like one of their things was like, hey, like we got free arcade machines, and then they would have like pitcher nights, and like me and my buddies went. And 
basically all the arcades were like super busted and they didn't work at all. So <laughs> just got the, the upcharge on the pitchers and we left. Damn, that sucks. I wish that, I feel like in New York they don't have like as many like cool bars like that because like the space is just so tight. Whereas like in small towns, like they're like, oh, like we have so much space. Like, I'm sure you could find a couple though. There definitely are a couple out there that exist, like arcade bars and I don't know, arcades. Though. Definitely are arcades. I guess would you consider like Dave and Buster's and? Yeah, Dave and B- I was just thinking our Dave and Buster's and yeah, I think so. Actually, dude, Loki, that sounds really fun. Of course, they have one in New Jersey. Dude, we should hit up a Dave and Buster's. Dude, we <laughs> should, man. That actually sounds yeah. really fun. It's like the Chuck E. Cheese for adults. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, we're not sponsored by Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. it looks actually, it looks like they have one in, in New New Rochelle. New Rochelle, yeah. Oh, they might have one in Midtown, dude. They, there's definitely a Dave and Buster's in Manhattan. Yeah. That looks like straight up, <laughs> like, uh, you know that like touristy part of like, like Times Square? That looks like really close to Times Square. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been in that Dave and Buster's. Fuck it, man. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> that sounds fun well (laughs) dude i literally can't stop laughing man (laughs) now i'm thinking about that uh did you have uh, your chucky cheese did you have like an animatronic chucky no we had a real chucky a real chucky yeah he's like a dude in the mascot yeah oh that's creepy dude you should google this right you gotta google it animatronic chucky cheese yeah that's it dude wow Look at that. Is that better or worse than the, the Chuck E. Cheese mascot that you had? You just texted it to me? Oh, no. I'm sorry. I just Googled it on my laptop. I can, do you want me to text it to you? Yeah, yeah. Let me see it. <laughs> yeah, they had a whole cast, man. They had a dude on the keyboards, somebody playing the drums. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember these guys. Yeah, we had these too. <laughs> I remember the guy in the suit the most. In the suit? Which one's the guy in the suit? No, no, like the person who'd be like the mascot. Oh, got you, got you, got you. It's just this big rat. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I don't think we had one of those. Maybe, maybe we did. I'll have to ask my dad. <laughs> oh, we got to get off this, man. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to like go down a hole. A dark hole. Hey, they sell if you wanna if you wanna be Chuck E. Cheese for Halloween, they sell Chuck E. Cheese mascot outfit. Oh dude, this is fried. You can just buy one. You can just buy the Chuck E. Cheese mascot thing for like 360 bucks. That's expensive. Yeah, I'm not about that actually. That's weird. Yikes. Did you like the pizza that they had? I'm not gonna lie, as a little kid whose taste buds were not refined. Yeah, I yeah, dude, I did too, man. I would I would dog that pizza, especially after playing for a couple hours. So, Hell yeah, yeah. My did your parents like make you do anything weird with like the tickets? I heard like a lot of kids like their parents would like make them save the tickets, and they could only like get things on like or like like their parents wouldn't let them get like the cheap stuff for the tickets. Uh, my parents never really tried to like regulate me like that. Just let me run free or like Brandon's not under our supervision for a few hours we can relax now yeah i don't think i don't really remember if my parents did anything like that but i definitely like remember like some of my friends that were like yeah like my parents wouldn't let me buy anything if it wasn't like midway up the wall i think that's a little fried but <laughs> oh if it wasn't like the high value yeah, kind of item they wouldn't let them buy it i think yeah i think that was like they were trying to like in put on the lesson like you need to save your money kind of like that kind of thing yeah but i don't know all those things costed like 50 bucks so i think my parents like at one point were like hey if you like actually want something that's up there like let us know (laughs) (laughs) but all right dude we gotta get off this dude on pac-man i don't know if, if you remember but i mentioned um a couple i don't know what episode it was but 
one of my first games was Pac-Man Pinball and that I put it on my emulator. Did I tell you about this? Yeah, you did. Well, I played it, man, and it does not hold up. Like, really? <laughs> like at all. I I played it for like 45 minutes and I got kind of frustrated. I was like, damn. That sucks, dude. But I might I don't know, dude. I might I might still jump back on it and try it again. Cause like I feel like I love that so much. I feel like I gotta give it another chance. But it might be one of those things where it's just like it's old and it was a cheap game. So yeah, you never know. I hope not. Well, man, I guess moving on, I got to let you let the listeners know my cactus, the cactus that I got. I was able to figure out the name of it. If you want to Google this, Brandon. So the name is called Sirius Pervanus Monstros, or actually, I have an, a side note here that says actually it's Sirius Ferbosi Monstros. So I guess I'll spell it out for you in case you want to Google it. It's C E R. I'm gonna copy and paste that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I guess I can put it in the show notes if you want to copy and paste as well. It's C E R E U S space F O R B E S I I space M O N S T R O S E. That's the name of the cactus that I got. I showed my girlfriend it, and her immediate reaction was. Oh, you, man. I think it looks dope. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm weak. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think it looks really cool too. It kind of reminds me of like a Pokemon of sorts. Again, Pokemon energy from it. Maybe like a, a Maractus. It looks kind of like a cactus Pokemon. Yeah. In my mind, it kind of looks like coral. I uh, totally see that. But like above ground coral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool, man. I got it from a guy at my farmer's market and. I think that he thought I was somebody else because when I came up, he was like, oh, hey, dude, like, how are your plants? And I have never talked to this man before. And I was like, oh, they're doing great, dude. <laughs> so I think he thought I was somebody else, but I just went with it, man. And we just started talking about cactuses and succulents. And he was just telling me, he's like, yeah, like if, if that gets enough sunlight and if it gets enough water, it might double in size this summer. And I was like, really? And he's like, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> sounds like a funny guy yeah i'm definitely i mean i might go back this weekend just to see what he's got he's like yeah i got all kinds of funky stuff and i might go i'm not, i don't know man we'll see if i have time to, to swing by but <laughs> i don't know that sounds fun man that sounds really fun yeah definitely support your your local guy that that has these like because they're, I mean, they're not that hard to grow. I mean, if you have the time, patience, and the the green thumb, definitely, like, I guess if you're not in New York, you can buy, like, these succulents and stuff from, like, Walmart or stores like that. And I would just recommend not getting it from a place like that. Like, there are plenty of people. I mean, anybody that's selling one of these is going to make a profit on it. But there are plenty of people that are, like, more deserving of your money that like actually care about these kind of things or like do it as like a hobby. Like you can normally find somebody selling these at like a farmer's market. Um, my first one I bought from my college greenhouse, they were having like a fundraising sale. And I was like, I've always wanted a succulent. I'm just going to buy one here and support the greenhouse. And at first I was like, no, I'm not going to support my college. Cause I pay how much ever a semester. But then I found out that they don't support the greenhouse and i was like that's fried because i love this place public schools man if you go to a public school like unfortunately there's definitely politics involved which i just thought was weird because i'm like this is like like a public institution but it was like it's like a liberal arts college and is in like a, a state that was that the legislators are heavily republican and that definitely like affected how much money the school got. And I was like, that's, I mean, like, obviously like it's indirectly and it's kind of like hidden, but I just thought that was kind of weird. Like certain projects would get like greenlit and others wouldn't. But anyways, that's my new, that's my new cactus, my new succulent. It's definitely got some spunk. It's got some personality. Yeah, dude, I'm about it. Yeah, dude, I really want to talk to you about 
the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man. It's, a, it's not a video game per se, but it's a, a new thing that's come out recently. So at this point, we both watched up to episode five of it. Um, I just wanna just wanted to hear your thoughts on it, dude. I I'm really enjoying the show. You know, five only five episodes in, and I definitely see myself watching the rest of the season. However many more episodes there are, I think they've announced ten. But uh, but don't don't quote me on that. And yeah, I'm having a really good time with it. You know, one of my favorite scenes was watching Captain America, well, the new Captain America, go berserk and, and start fighting. Bucky and what's what's this guy's name? The superhero, Sam, Sam the Hawk. What what is his superhero name though? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Or no, that's oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but I, I it's, knew it was it's wrong. Falcon. Falcon. There we go. Such a badass name. But yeah, and that was a really cool fight scene. I, you know, I really enjoyed that fight scene. It was kind of like he went so crazy, he killed somebody. You know, he smashed her head in with the shield. Yeah, um, dude. I I actually was super pissed that I decided. I started watching it at, like, week four. And I, like, watched that. Um, like, I watched all four episodes at once. And then, like, at the, at the end of episode four, I guess that we should have prefaced this with spoilers. But he, like, smashes his dude and he, like, kills him with the shield. There's, like, gore all over it. And then, like, that's the end of the episode. I was like, fuck, man, like, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. It's just like, I kept like thinking about it like all week. And I was just like, that's just like so graphic, man. Like I'm not about it. Or I was not about it at the time. But yeah, I definitely didn't see that coming from Disney plus. This is yeah, definitely neither dude. This is dark. It's not, this is definitely not one of the shows that the CCP approves of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who the CCP is? I'm pretty sure I do, but I'm gonna before I say anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that. No, I, I I thought I do, but aren't they the people that like? I what I thought of was the people that like gave ratings to video games. Oh no, this is the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, and that's just <laughs> that's just me joking around. <laughs> well, not really joking. I mean, they they do fund a lot of Disney stuff. Really. The Chinese Communist Party funds Disney stuff. They have their their money in there. Really? Is that like a conspiracy theory, or is that like confirmed? A little. I would say both. I didn't know about this at all. Oh, okay. It looks like the Chinese government paid a lot of money to win. I guess like I guess win the bid to have a Disney park in China. And they also it looks like they they co-released Mulan with Disney. Actually, man, have you seen the new Mulan movie? No, I haven't. Have you? I have, dude. And honestly, the original Mulan, that was one of my like favorite Disney movies ever. So I was like really like, I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna hold up. Cause I heard they were gonna making a lot of changes. Yeah, I straight up hate it, dude. I don't think it's any good at all. Like I I'm not really about ratings. But I would literally give this like a 34% or like a 33, 34 wow. out of 100. Like that's, that's harsh. I, I mean, like, obviously like you should watch it for yourself. I just don't, I just don't like it. Like I was like, do I not like it? Cause it, it doesn't like hold up to the original or like, cause it does different things. And I think it's just like a combination of all of it. I think it's just garbage all over, <laughs> but I guess that is like my take. I don't know. I guess like now that I know that the Chinese Communist Party had money in that, I guess that that actually makes a lot of sense because they do have a lot of like things in it. Like, for example, in like the Mulan original, like I don't really know what to call it. I'll just call it the original Mulan, the, the animated one. The I guess spoilers for the original Mulan here, but Mulan ends up with her like captain in the army. You know, you've seen it, right? Yeah. OG. Yeah, like, I guess that Disney said something. They were, like, not having that character in it at all. Because they're like, Mulan would never, or the captain would never marry beneath his station. Like, that was, like, one of the official quotes. 
and people were like oh like or i guess like we're interpreting this as like i think that people were thinking that like oh like men in power like versus the women that serve under them like how that could maybe be like seen as like a cd relationship yeah. i think that's the like everybody interpreted that through that lens but now i'm not thinking that at all now that i know that the the government of China helped produce that movie because there's like definitely like like an order to, like it's like that is definitely an important part of it like the social class kind of thing hierarchy yeah and I mean we know who the target market was I mean it, there's obviously a lot of Americans but also you know a lot of China and yeah I it's it's definitely like also like if you watch it like it is very clear that English is the second language this was shot in the mouth say the right words, but it just it does not match up. Like you can tell that whoever the person that said it is not the audio that's coming out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, go watch Mulan for yourself and I guess do some independent research as well on the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, man. But they're the, in bed with Disney. That's the reason I don't use TikTok is because I know that TikTok is owned by, well, I know it's a Chinese company and any Chinese company has to give its information to the government if it wants it. Yeah, there, man, I really, I mean, I didn't really want to talk about China today, but there's, there's a lot of things about China that are kind of fried right now. And like, obviously, like, there are a lot of changes going on in the world, just with like governments and things like that. And especially like with COVID and lockdown and and just a lot of things are being brought to light and a lot of people are realizing that systems are broken like worldwide and China is like doubling down on, on the fascist state trying to maintain control. And yeah, I really don't want to mention it, but you, you know, it's like the, the craziest thing that they're up to right now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy how we just don't, we totally kind of forget about it. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, I definitely like, you should do some your own research. Like we're not really about that. Like this is not a political podcast. Like, yeah, like we. I mean, like we're trying to keep. We'll try and keep our views to ourselves and let you guys, you know, form your own opinions based on the news. But yeah, they're definitely being like definitely acts of violence have definitely been been perpetrated on peaceful protesters in in like Shanghai and they. I don't know if you heard about this. This is not necessarily political. But there, have you heard about the official cryptocurrency that, that China's releasing? Yeah, they're coming up with their, their own cryptocurrency, which, I mean, if it's being developed by the government, then what, what does that do for decentralization, which is the purpose of cryptocurrencies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the reasons that, they're, that this is really scary, um, because with this uh, cryptocurrency one of the key features that they're they're saying is it, it expires like imagine having a currency that expires and like like what kind of implications that would have like like for example like if you have a currency that expires you it does not give you the ability to save money and if you are trying to like let's say like you're trying to save up money to make your life better to get a loan for college and your currency expires you're in the dark and you're not getting educated so that's just i mean obviously like education in america has has its own faults and you know this is not a we don't live in a perfect system but that is that's scary that's so scary because it's like you know it's like a barrier to entry for anybody who's trying to move up a social class yep. you're just it's yep. just like you're stuck where you are that's it you're born into your your caste essentially and yeah. you know it's very clear to see and yeah and it's also like man like for me personally i'm i'm really scared of that because that just feels like pandora's box man because even like as that news came out there were people like economists here in the u.s who were like wow if this works out, imagine the implications here. And they were directly saying, like citing the the recent stimulus packages that have been like released to all of us. Like, I don't know about you, but I was able to get get some money back, and has very significantly helped me out um, in my personal like finances. 
but basically they were saying like, imagine if instead of issuing currency, we could issue expiring currency to where it can only be used. Like it, like, let's say it can only be used in like restaurants in your area. Like you can only use this, like, let's say we'll give you a $400 in crypto, but it has to be used at restaurants and it expires in a month. Like, I don't know. That's kind of scary. But then at the same time, man, I'm pretty sure food stamps expire. So. I mean, and, and it could, you know, let's look at it at the other side of the coin. It could have some positive implications, you know, just for like. Yeah, I mean, it, that definitely like definitely that that kid that could be conceived as positive. But I just feel like if you open that box, there's nothing to the like if you if you open that box to where it's like, hey, like this, you can only use this at restaurants in your area. Like, yeah, that might be good for the short term. But then it's like, what if the legislation changes? And they're like, no, all currencies are, are expirable. I don't know. I I feel like that one, I'm just that that just a little is a little bit too much for me. No, totally. And I mean, you know, it's it's just the human condition to you know, do the wrong thing, take things that in in that direction, you know, and Yeah, yeah. We're I mean like we're susceptible to, to greed and all of the like, deadly sins, you know, we're all imperfect people and, you know, this kind of things happen yeah. and power corrupts. But. That's a crazy power, a currency that, you know, yeah. itself, it expires. Well, man. Yeah. Um, but anyways, on like the Falcon and the winter soldier that also like, I mean, we're already kind of talking about this a little bit, but that feel like that really hits on some heavy themes. I don't yeah. know, man. It, it really kind of, I don't know. I, this might just be how I'm interpreting it, but I mean, it really feels like they're, because I don't know if you knew this, but it was actually delayed. Like they were, they were going to release this early on in the pandemic. Yeah. That I remember like a, that. It's like original release title and then they delayed it. And well, I mean like they delayed a lot of things. Like I'm pretty sure like the agent Romanoff, movie was supposed to, to come out i don't know what that was called uh, i think it was like black widow i think that was the movie i think that was supposed to already be out as well so the like their release timeline for those things have, has kind of been messed up a little bit but man it really feels like they man it just really feels like this is really hitting on some like heavy themes in, like america right now like like imperialism and like racism in america i don't know if yeah. you felt that way at all no, I definitely, I definitely picked up on some of those things, and I think the show is doing a good job of getting those themes across and just keeping us engaged. Yeah, I, I was at first, I was kind of like, I was kind of shocked a little bit because uh, I mean, they're definitely taking this. I mean, like, it's good that they're taking a, a stance on that. Like, obviously, like we're not really about racism here, so <laughs> I think it's interesting that they are taking like that kind of stance on it. And I'm just really interested to see where it goes. Me too. And so, I mean, it just feels, it feels kind of like a dark, you know, like a darker theme that I like. It's like, it's like more serious about real issues instead of like guys in suits, you know? Yeah. Which I mean, like there is a little bit of that in it as well. Those, like we said, those fights are pretty cool, but yeah, I'm excited to see if this, if this can transcend a little bit. Yeah. Me too. I wonder how many more episodes we have. Yeah, I think I think it's well. I think in the first season it's like five more. So, yeah, and that's on. If you're curious, that's on Disney Plus. I'm assuming you you knew that, but I guess it's worth saying. But but do you have any other games that you want to talk about, man? Touched on Final Fantasy on COD. I haven't really gotten to play some Pokemon. I I you know I played it slightly, but didn't really get to play it much. I've been playing um, some Pokemon, man. I feel like. I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit off the off the episode, but I mean, it kind of goes into like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing. I feel like, I don't know, a lot of the media has just been like really dark recently. So I've been really trying to like play uplifting thing, things and like Pokemon has really been that for me, dude. It's definitely been really positive. Just like with the colors and the vibes and it's so chill and it's like very positive and silly. Like I'm really about it. Have That's you thought great. about getting the DLC? Yeah, I have been thinking about it, and I've just been waiting to finish the main story. I get that. Well, man, I have decided officially that, like, you really, really, really should get it. 
<laughs> I think that I've been just playing more and more and more of it. And I just continually am blown away by this, this DLC. And it really feels like, I don't know if, if I don't know if we mentioned this or if I mentioned this, it's like all kind of open world. The DLCs are like, you know how the wild area is like open world and you can like walk around and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's all like that. Like there's no spots where you can't use both joysticks. That's awesome. So if you were like, Hey, I really liked being in the wild area. You should absolutely, you should absolutely get this. So that was just so much fun. But, well, man, I actually, uh, we've got a couple more minutes here. I would love to talk to you about Hyperlight Drifter, man. Let me hear it. What's going on? Dude, I, it has been really hard for me to like, not like there's absolutely nothing that I don't like about it. And I don't even really know how to even start just because I think it's so incredible. I guess, I guess I'll just say, I think this might be one of the best video games I've ever played. Wow. And it is not necessarily super hard. It's not like easy. It, it is a little bit different because it's like a top down RPG, but man, I, I just love it, man. I I'm, I think that it's like just everything about it is just so thoughtful. It's like so put together. Like I almost like can't speak highly enough of it, highly enough of it. And I'm, I mean, I haven't even beaten it and I'm, I'm like barely into it compared to like what the average like playtime is. So I just, I feel like, okay, I feel like we haven't talked about it in a while. So if you don't remember, it's like a, or if you're just joining us, it's like a top down RPG. So it's kind of like one of the old like Zelda games or like one of the old Pokemon games, but it's in like this 8-bit art style. And it's really got this like psychedelic fantasy coloring, or it's got like a really fantasy vibe, but it's kind of like in like psych, not like super psychedelic colors, but like they're very bright and vibrant colors. And it's all like 8-bit art and like all the controls just feel so good together. And like they really flow. And basically you're just like a hero with a sword and a pistol and you can like phase in and out. And I just got my first unlock. Like I just unlocked my first new thing. And I think there are, I think there are nine updates you can, or like nine upgrades you can get. So you can get an upgrade for your sword. You can get an upgrade for your pistol, upgrade for your health, phasing and bomb. So I guess that's five times three. That's like 15 yeah. So there's like 15 upgrades that you can get. And I just got my first one. And it just, it's crazy how like basically the one that I got was like the most expensive one that is available for me. And I like got it. And I was like, wow, like it definitely like it, it adds to my maneuverability in the game. And basically I like looked up online. I was like, which I like, I had already bought it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I got the wrong one. And I like Googled like which upgrade you should get first and everyone was like don't get anything but the the one that you add your to your mobility which is the one that i got and basically they basically the online was saying or like the guides i could find online were saying like if you like as soon as you get that like you will not have any problems because it's kind of like an open world kind of thing like even though it's top down like it's not necessarily linear so there's like a couple ways that you can go um but once you're in certain areas there is like a linear path that you can like you have to take in order to open more of the area that makes sense and i have really not been struggling at all i like probably like one or two hours in i had a point where i was like all right i'm not getting this combat like it's not clicking with me like i keep dying and i just like there's like a couple like enemies that were like really getting me down and i like couldn't really figure it out and then i like after and like every time i would do it i'd get a little bit better and like a little bit better and then like finally like something just clicked for me and i was able to just i was like all right i get this combat like i know what i'm supposed to do now and i've just been like it's just like so much fun because you you're like have like a sword dude i don't even really it's just so cool <laughs> and kind of like i've said earlier like your protagonist is like sick and it's like deathly ill and his you know it kind of like is portraying this guy as the creator his he has like a he has a, a sickness that's eventually going to kill him. And he just, he's like, one day he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to make a video game. 
and it's kind of like his story really good like a representation of his story through this yeah. video game like it really feels like this is like a passion project and this dude put his heart and soul into it and it's really it's one of the best video games i've ever played and like the the combat and the exploring are just so rewarding i don't know if i mentioned this but there's actually like there's no language like it kind of like fills the role of like having like a silent protagonist because like it's like a made-up language like everything's like picture art so like i guess it's pictograms is pictograms is like quote-unquote the official thing for like languages that are only in pictures like there's no words so it's like the whole video games in pictograms and like figuring out how to do like the upgrades and stuff i was like wow like i like i was like i don't know if i really get this but then like of course you just like look at it and it's intuitive and if you're going to be doing something in like pictograms like you it has to be so straightforward that like anybody would get it like that's kind of the whole point of pictograms and as i've kind of like moved in the story a little bit like because it's like it's like the basis of language like pictograms it just feels so raw that's like the emotion and like it's a heavy hitting thing like the guy has like a i gotta look up what he has i think it's like i think we've said it before he's like something with his heart yeah um that creator alex preston i think he has a congenital heart disease yeah congenital heart disease yeah that's what it is yeah so it's alex preston is the the creator and we we actually talked about it in one of our previous episodes and we've like linked uh, a podcast in one of our previous episodes where you can go listen to him and his story about the game and after listening to his story that's like what prompted me to buy this game and i mean brandon you you need to play this game but i mean obviously like you gotta allow on your play right now but once you have like an opening this has got to be the next thing you play and i i would love to like next time we get together like i'd love to like show you a little bit of it but dude it's crazy and like basically what i was saying about like the the pictograph because it's like such a heavy hitting theme like and you're like kind of really feeling it at it's like rawest emotion it just feels like does that get, do you get what i'm saying it's just like because it's like so heavy but he has to like break it down into a like a language that anybody could understand like regardless of language barrier like any human would understand it it's like it's like communication and it's like rawest form and it's just it's like really hitting me no yeah i mean that's the earliest forms of human language which is just images symbols drawings and yeah. so and in order to like convey those like that complex thing like it just it, it's really aiding it and especially like in the in a world today where we have like there's so much information and like there's like we've really been exploring medias in almost all their forms you know like it's just crazy to see something that like really breaks it down you know with like modern art like a lot of people don't get it because it's like like oh like it's just like a circle and a square on this canvas like anybody could do that and it's like kind of saying like like the whole thing with modern art it's like not about it's not about the skill that was created to to do it it's about saying hey what it's like the question of what is art and bringing it down into its like most basic elements and then saying this is what i think art is yeah it's kind of like the commentary on that while also having something that can evoke emotion and be visually like appealing right and this like inside of like in a classic rpg with like 8-bit art and like amazing cool like the or amazing colors and like the art design is just so cool man i i'm like blown away by this game like, yeah man and and something you mentioned was like you can really feel like he put his heart and like soul into it and you know that's what i feel art is to me the definition of art is you know the encapsulation of the human spirit you know you you can embody the human spirit in a, in a work of art and it seems like you know hyperlight drifter does that you know it captures a piece of you know alex preston's spirit and man i'm i'm really curious to to play this title and i have looked at it in the store 
kind of just teetering on like purchasing it. I think I told you this before. And yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like the most expensive title. Like it's an indie title, quote unquote, but like it is, I think it's still like 30, 40 bucks. But it means still, it's not the biggest ask, but it's, I mean, if we've got a lot of games that we play, it is still kind of a, it's not like a no brainer. Like you just have to like, think about it for a bit but yeah man i i really and then like obviously like playing with the snes controller too like that definitely aids to it um like mm-hmm. the joysticks and stuff like that just puts me in like this different space feels like i'm in like a different time and, but yeah man like like you said man this is like art is really like an encapsulation of the human spirit and the people that create it so like i can definitely like this feels like very human even though there are no humans in the game. And I don't know, man, you should really check it out. At least do some research on seeing if it's for you. I think they have it on other platforms at this point. Like it's not just on Switch. Um, I'm sure they have it on Xbox, if not PC. Yeah, actually it looks like it's on PlayStation, Switch, iOS, Windows, Linux, Xbox One. I guess it's on all of them. And I almost don't even, I almost think, feel like I don't want to say anymore because I don't want to spoil any of this story. Like, I, I feel like it's really something that you should experience. And I mean, it's not like rated mature or anything. It is rated teen. So it is, a, it would be acceptable for just about anybody to play, but it, it's really fun, man. I guess like this kind of just like feels like what a video game can be and should be. But, well, I guess that's about all that we have for today. <laughs> thank you thank you so much for listening thank you all seriously so much for listening to us just talk i don't know we talked for a while so i mean we really do appreciate it we appreciate you guys a lot thank thank you so much for tuning in you know for showing us some love spread the word about us you know word of, word of mouth marketing is the best yeah yeah we're really trying to i mean we we're really trying to have like a our own like small community and just people that we know that would love to listen to it. And also like people like, like your friends, like we want to have our friends listen to it and then your friends, friends. And, you know, we really are trying to like create a sense of community. So, I mean, definitely share it with somebody that you think would enjoy it or somebody that you want to talk to more that plays video games. Like definitely just, just share it, man. It doesn't, it doesn't take much to share and it might mean a lot for them. You know, you never know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah totally um, but also you can find us on instagram feel free to send us a message also please follow us on our youtube channel we're trying to get enough followers to be able to to make our own url we have to have 100 subscribers in order to make our own url so we can't say what our url is but if you search the sticky buttons pod on youtube you should be able to find us um, we have our episode arts episodes and episode art up on that as well so please follow us there or subscribe to us there i should say how many Um, subscribers do we have so far we have 18 right now so that's pretty good that's pretty good 18 so thank thank you to all of our our 18 subscribers i guess it's really 16 because we both subscribe but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah Thank you to, to those that have subscribed and please feel free to subscribe. It, I mean, it would really help us out. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, send us a message. We'd love to, love to communicate with you. Or if you have any questions, like feel free to send them to us and keep an eye out on that Instagram or on the YouTube because there might be, might be things coming soon that are not just the, the episodes. It's a little teaser for you. What's to come. Yeah. Uh, also, so we're, we're going to be talking about a book soon, and this book is called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. We both kind of had a moment recently where we were like, wow, like games might be more complicated to make than we had originally thought. And we're just kind of had an eye-opening moment about trailers and such. So we've decided to, to go a little bit further into that realm, and we're definitely going to be talking about that and some of the stories around that. So the book that we are going to be talking about is called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. It's by Jason Schreier. And I mean, we do have a ton of listeners in New York City um, because we, you know, we both live out here. So shout out to all of you listeners in New York City. You can get this book from the New York Public Library for free if you have a public library card. 
the app that we are both using is called Libby. And it's basically, it's just like an audiobook app through New York Public Library. And if you are not in New York City, your library, your public library probably has like an audiobook um, platform service. And Blood and Sweat and Pixels, Blood, Sweat and Pixels is a pretty popular book. So it's probably going to be on there too. Um, but basically this guy, Jason Trier, he's one of the most, I guess, well-known video games journalists out there. So he basically in, interviewed a bunch of people in the industry about the creation of video games and, and it's a lot. So I guess just to say the least, we will be talking about that soon. I'm not sure if it's going to be on this next episode or, or maybe in a couple, um, but check that out. Like I said, if you have Libby and you live in New York City, you can get it for free. And it's really, it's a short audiobook and it's like nine hours. And like, it's definitely easy to listen to on your commute. You know, it's pretty, I think it's, it's especially if you like video games, like there's no reason not to check this out and learn yeah. a little bit more about it. Like it's very well written. And I mean, yeah, to say the least, like you should definitely check it out and we'll talk more about it later. Well, I guess... Thank you. Thank you again to everybody that's listening. <laughs> Do you have anything else before we sign off? Peace in the streets. Peace in the streets. Dude, we've been saying that a lot. Yeah. I like that. I like ending it with that. Peace in the streets. Peace in the streets.